Ladies out. Or as uh, legendary White Sox announcer Hawk Harrelson would say, he gone. Uh, George Santos is out of the House of Representatives. Uh, The House voted today, you may have heard in the news, that uh, he is out. They have expelled Representative George Santos of New York after a blistering ethics report on his conduct heightened the lawmakers' concerns about the scandal-plagued freshmen, and they will have a special election. And there's a lot going on here. So, So let's try to sort through all of it. Number one, just the sixth member of the chamber in history to be ousted by colleagues, and the third since the Civil War. Uh, the vote, 311 to 114, easily clearing the two-thirds majority required. House Republican leaders opposed removing Santos, whose departure leaves them with a razor-thin majority. But in the end, 105 GOP lawmakers sided with nearly all Democrats to expel him. Now, there was some concern in some of the analysis. Let's start with that, about the concerns. That this sets a dangerous precedent. That it'll be far easier in the future for the House of Representatives to gang up on someone and kick them out. To that I say, learn more about this guy. You, you can't make it up. First and foremost, if, if I lived in the district that elected George Santos, I would be mortified. It has nothing to do with the party. It has nothing to do with the politics. How did they elect this guy? I don't think there's anything about him. That's truthful. And then you get into the report and a bipartisan report. And in this day and age, on December 1st, 2023, you have that many members of the House of Representatives who can agree on literally nothing. I mean, they they kick the can down repeatedly on something as simple as as a budget, as a way to keep the government open. They can't agree on anything, but they agreed on this. So it doesn't raise any red flags going forward because in our lifetime, there's never been anyone elected to high office like George Santos. And for me, the story goes back um, about... People he would rip off that that were in need. I mean, he had no problem. The the way it looks it, and what's going on with this guy to 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 rip off people in need who were reaching out for a helping hand. He had no problem putting his hand in the cookie jar, not once or twice, all the time. I mean. It, The list here is pretty damning. Now, the fact that there were still 114 
members of Congress, elected officials. I mean, this is kind of like great ball players and putting them in the Hall of Fame. That there, there should have been more, and I'm going to use a comparison to sports. Let's face it. There, there definitely should be more members of the Baseball Hall of Fame that were voted in unanimously. Wouldn't you agree? Babe Ruth. Willie Mays. Yes. Hank Aaron. How how those men weren't elected to the Hall of Fame unanimously because some smart Alex sports writer somewhere wanted to prove a point or said, well, Hank doesn't need my vote. Come on, man. I mean, I, I think Mariano Rivera was the first unanimous. And, and we could look it up, but it's not important. My point being is, shouldn't this have been unanimous to get rid of George Santos based on everything we've learned up to the point of this ethics report that was issued and then 311, a lot of Democrats and 105 Republicans agreed to kick this guy out and what it did it is, is it probably reduced their majority because you would assume this is a swing district in New York. Yes. But it's pretty likely that the Democrats going to have a leg up and, and probably win the seat. Could be wrong. Could be another Republican. That's fine. Just so long it isn't George Santos. It, what does someone need to do? To get kicked out of it's, Congress. Well, it, it's it's not – to me, Steve, this whole George Santos thing, it, the, those individuals that voted in favor of keeping him in Congress, it's not about George Santos. It's about keeping the majority. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about political preservation, right? It's a we want the majority. We have to and keep I the majority. And I think Emmer and Fishbach were, were part of the crew that voted to keep him in the House. Well, I mean, the, there's no honor amongst thieves, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the old saying that this is. And, and I, I'm trying to find that for sure. But I remember seeing Emmer and Fishbach were among <laughs> the, the GOP House members uh, representing the state of Minnesota that uh, voted to keep. But, it, but it, I, it, I, it, I don't have the other one yeah. that. It, it, at my fingertips. This but. is just so funny. Like, this is the line. This is the line you can't cross. Out of all of the things that you can do that can harm your party, out of all the things that can be viewed as bad, right, out of all of the things that could happen that could paint you in a negative light, George Santos is is the one. And, and you know, when he's like, well, the, you know, my constituents, they voted me in. And they, you know, I went there because they elected me to represent them. No, that is wrong. They elected somebody that they thought was you. The real you is nothing that you are portraying publicly. So to say that my constituents, they voted me, they had faith in me. Your constituents, once they find out who you really are, it's it's like it's like the Scooby Doo, right? Where they pull the the you know the the mask off of the the villain, and they're like, "Man, Completely I would have I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, blasted kids." It's like we found out who you were. You are a pathetic scumbag who is going to be in a heap load of trouble, and you deserve every bit of it, and then some. 
Yeah, and and once again, innocent until proven guilty. But this report was, was so overwhelming that once again you had almost all Democrats, with a couple of exceptions, and over a hundred Republicans vote in favor to remove. Well, the like guy. you said, they they agreed on something. This is. This is it. <laughs> that George Santos needed to be kicked. The, the, this is it. This is and, it. And, and I, and baby I think steps. That is a positive. Baby steps, that, maybe. I don't know. That that it is a positive. That he indeed <laughs> got the heave ho. So ridiculous. And, and once again, I, I can't find um, who in the Minnesota delegation. But once again, and maybe you can, Chris. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I read. Emmer and Fishbach, and maybe you can look that up. But there's one other point in all of this that needs to be brought up. How did he get to Congress in the first place? And this is a gigantic failure of the voters of that district. And we we can point out other members of Congress where it's kind of like, how did they get to Washington? And I know right now the opinion polls say that, you know, people have a low opinion of Congress, the House of Representatives, the Senate. Um, the president isn't doing very well. I mean, overall, there is a low opinion. But w- when someone like this is elected to Congress, the House of Representatives, one of 435 men and women representing Americans, that, that's a failure, and that's a failure. It, is it the media for not exposing? Is it for the New York area media, media not not finding this guy out? Or are we so partisan that maybe the media did report that that this guy is a fraud? He's not, yeah. he's not what he says he is, but there were enough people that said, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy what Newsday says or the New York Times or – the New York Post or the TV stations or the radio stations in the greater New York area, we don't believe any of that, that we're going to still vote for. George Santos, well, well, it's a good day that Republicans and Democrats got together and kicked this guy out who who deserved to get kicked out. But it still makes us take a step back and go, we got problems. If someone like this can get to Congress. Yeah, it, it's insane. It, it, it is. And that's where and I'm not going to put this on the, the people in his district because he completely misrepresented himself. Yeah, the it, it's OK when you, you're supporting somebody and then you find out that that individual is not who they say they are and you find out that they've got some character flaws. It's OK to come back and say, man, I, I, I can't. I can't support this person for whatever reason. I do have all of the the votes from Minnesota if you want to hear them. Yeah, I, I want you to lay that out. And, I, and I, about the same time, I, I found the piece I read. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, Angie Craig voted yes. Tom Emmer voted no. And this is on expulsion. So Tom Emmer voted no on expulsion. Uh, Finstead, no. Fishbaugh, No. Michelle Fishbach was a no. Yeah. Michelle okay. Fishbach was a no. Uh, McCullum, yes. Omar, yes. Dean Phillips, not voting. Uh, Pete Stauber, yes. 
So you had three Republicans who fell in line with the, you know, what they felt was the Republican, you know, party. And they voted no to expulsion. Uh, You did have uh, Pete Stauber, I believe, was the only Republican in Minnesota to vote for expulsion. Yeah. So three of the four voted to keep him. One voted to get rid of him. And then uh, Dean Phillips is up to something else. I can't remember what that is. Oh, yeah, he's running for president. Yeah, okay. I haven't heard of that, no. <laughs> I, I kid for all you Dean Phillips supporters Yeah, yeah, we, I, yeah I we know. I kid. We know. But, but back to Santos. And, and to me, that's what was so striking. After the news broke, and I was thinking about it, it's kind of like, all right, they did the right thing. They got together, you know, bravo House of Representatives. Uh, they... Uh, we're able to right a wrong and get together and do something. And and now there'll be a special election. And hopefully the, the people in that district take their job a little bit more seriously and dig a little deeper and find out more about who they're sending to Congress. And And that's true all over the country. And it's not necessarily a Republican or Democrat thing. And I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to pick pick out names. But we can all probably think of some over the years that have embarrassed themselves and the country. And once again, he's up on federal charges, and a lot of them. And ultimately, when that court plays out, could be doing time in a federal prison somewhere. We'll see about that. But he's no longer a member of Congress. That is a good thing. But, but once again, it still is a scathing indictment that someone like George Santos can be elected to Congress. And let's face it, become kind of a celebrity. This this guy was getting a lot of coverage and a lot of air time and, and was because he's so, because he's, yeah Because he's so obviously a fraud, it's like you just wanted to find out who this person yeah. really was. That's, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he, he was a celebrity. Because he was an absolute, is an absolute phony. I yeah. think I think there's there's this intrigue as to who is this person, and the more you find out, you're like, I this is yeah, this is not somebody that should even remotely be near no. any part of of a leadership position. He, he shouldn't be on a city council or a school board. He no, shouldn't. no, he's he's not a serious person. And I guess that's the only way to sum that up. He's so obviously not a serious person. And in some way, shape, or form, hopefully our criminal justice system on some level will catch up with this non-serious person and we won't have to think about him ever again. It is 820. It is a like show. Steve in for Henry tonight. Big changes in Twins territory. Uh, you, you heard about Dick Bramer no longer um, on the television side. We're not sure where we'll be able to watch the Twins next season. We know where you'll be able to hear them on the radio, but there are changes coming, and that was announced today, and we will get into that in a moment here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. The pitch. Swung on line right back up the middle, and that's a base hit. It knocked Olsen over on the mound. Polanco stops at second. 
And Correa stings one back up the box there. Two on, nobody out. There he is, Chris Atterbury. You're going to hear more of Atterbury in the 24 season. He is the main radio voice per an announcement from the Twins earlier in the day today. So Chris Atterbury to the lead radio role. And it sounds like Dan Gladden will return in 2024. No, no official announcement has been made. And Corey Provis will go over to the television side in 2024. But we really aren't sure where the games are going to be seen on television. We know they're going to be on the radio here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. We're excited about that. But uh, Chris Hatterberry, uh who did pregame, postgame duties, scoreboard duties in-game most of the time, did selected road games when uh, Corey or Danny weren't available. And now Corey moving over to the television booth to take over for Dick Bramer. And uh, Dick, we learned, is leaving television, will stay on with the Twins in a special advisor role. And uh, so now Corey, the main TV voice, and it it sounds like they're going to rotate, you know, some of the guys that have been uh, in the booth, like Justin Morneau, like the the, uh, the, analy- the, the analysts, so that that won't change. Yeah, it sounds like the analysts are going to say that Latroya Hawkins was part of that group. Glenn Perkins, I believe, worked some games. <laughs> Justin Morneau worked some games. Uh, did, uh, and, Roy Smalley worked some. Yep, yep. I mentioned Roy. Oh, did you? Okay, so I'm yeah, sorry. so they're 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 all going to be part of that group. The way it sounds, so Corey goes over, and, and Corey did some TV filling in. Uh, for Dick Bramer, mm-hmm. but he has done television on the college football side, college hoop side. So now, now Corey moving over uh, to TV, and this is something that I'm going to share, and and I I don't know if I've shared on on the air, but Corey's a real talent. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he he's so a real good. talent, and and I feel like this is the next step in his career that. In my opinion, I, I know he's done games on BTN, and I'm not trying to slight BTN, but but I think he's one of these play-by-play guys that's eventually going to be doing like NFL games on Sunday. So he'll he'll and, go he'll go national like Harlan or Gus or any you know, other because we've had really good yeah, local oh, broadcasters that have gone national. Yeah, no doubt. I, you think of a guy who uh, is a Minnesotan, Brad Nasler. Yeah, uh, who does uh, big time college football on CBS? He does the main SEC game right now. That and, and this is just kind of an inside radio broadcast TV kind of chat. That that that's his trajectory. I I think that's his career, and it may not be. Maybe he's fine to spend the next thirty years doing Twins on television. Well, but, he's, yeah. Well, the thing for Corey is that he's still a young guy. Like, I, I mean, you look at everything he's done. Yeah, he's what in the broadcast booth for the Twins for what seven years? But I mean, he was in Milwaukee before then, working with the, the great yeah, Bob Euchre. Cub stuff. Yep, that, did some that, Cubs that, and the Brewers. And I, I think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I was just going to say, I think his career trajectory. This is the next step yeah. along the way, and. And I I hope he finishes 
a long career in the Twins booth. I, I really do. That he has a great run like Dick Bramer did in in the, the, the Twins booth. But I do feel like the networks are going to come calling more and more and more for Corey. And I, I'm going to also share a bit of jealousy. I wish I had 5% of his talent. Um, he He's, he's going to go a long way. In, in the sports he makes it look he makes it look so easy and you realize that broadcasting and you know this Steve I mean you're still do it on a regular basis I haven't done play-by-play and you know since I moved back up here it is different than a lot of other broadcasting mediums and to be able to do it and, and make it look so seamless and sound so seamless yeah. it's there's so much work that goes in behind the scenes that people are not even aware of and we're lucky we're lucky to have somebody like Corey Provis here and you know yeah, to have Chris a, a real, yeah a real talent yeah and then Chris Atterbury certainly paid his dues came over from the Saints once upon a time has been doing pregame and postgame for eons um it seems like 17 years came over I mean Corey is a guy who's definitely paid his dues in this business and and Chris, I think that's something that you and I can appreciate. Someone who, yes. you know, kind of town to town, up and down the dial, riding on the bus, doing the Saints, got a shot with the Twins. And, and Corey started when the games left CCO for the first time, and they went over to Hubbard and 1500, and they made some changes. Now, I know John Gordon and, and Dan Glad made the move over, but but beyond that, uh, pre-game and post-game once upon a time when the Twins were here the first time around, I was involved in that. Rita did it. Eric did it. Dark did some of that stuff. And when the Twins took it to Hubbard, then they they brought in a guy like Corey who did pre-game, and then he started to do innings, and he's hung in there. I mean, Chris deserves the shot. From the standpoint of this guy's paid his dues, loves the game, been around the club for a long time, and and and, and that's yeah. voice. and that's just it. Somebody who has been around yep. the club and Absolutely. who and who knows the ins and outs. When you get a, a you know a talent that can come in and and is new to the market, is due to the franchise, is you know I mean, listeners, fans, they're always a little tepid on somebody that they don't know because there's a certain level of yeah. loyalty and expectation and and for you know the connection that you've got Chris Atterbury absolutely 100% is deserving of this and I have no doubt that Chris Atterbury is is going to to step in and do an absolutely fantastic job so yeah, I, I mean, this is yeah the guy is prepared and he's paid his dues and you know it it's just uh he's going to take it, it seriously and you can't say that about all broadcasters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so that that is the news out of Twins territory. Here's what we don't know though. Where are the games going to be on TV? There's still a lot going on with Bally Sports North. There's drama there. Uh lawyers are involved. Uh MLB's involved. Uh so no big announcements there but Corey over to TV, Chris the main radio guy. It is 8.32.
833 now. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. Still more to come. Um, Times are changing, and, and we know that. But it's coming to high school hoops here in Minnesota. Finally, we finally have a shot clock. We'll get into that happy story in a moment. We haven't done a scoreboard update all night. Pac-12 championship game in Vegas. Washington, number three, 12-0, leading number five, Oregon, at 11-1, 20-3, late second quarter. How about that? Washington wins that. They're in the playoff, right? You, you can't leave them out. Unless, like, a three- or four-loss SEC team comes and starts <laughs> bitching and whining. But we're the SEC. Thank we you. need to get in. Yeah. Um, you, you, you can't leave future Big Ten powerhouse Washington out of the mix. You know, when I watched the Pac-12, here, here's a quick <laughs> note this year. I, that, just, that just tickled when, me. When, I, when I've watched, yeah, it, when i watched the Pac-12 this year, particularly the teams that are going to be joining the Big Ten. Yeah. USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. The likes of Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue. They got to be scared. They got no shot. I I mean, this is going to be such a reality. No shot. It's going to be be such a reality check for the the also Rams. Yeah. I mean, I mean, those there uh, can we call them all still rands? I mean, is that is that fair to say? The Big Ten worst. The Big Ten worst, yeah, yeah. I, and then one one other thing on football, and then we'll move on with our lives. Big Ten title game: Iowa taking on Michigan. Ay yeah yeah yeah. Oof. Well. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 going to be something. It, it is, and now, and once again, for for all those Hawkeye fans out there, and I, uh, Mark Fry in our newsroom, big Hawkeye. I, I work with a guy on cable TV, uh, Jim, big Hawkeye guy. I I don't want to make enemies. They got no shot. Well, he, here's the they thing. Got yeah, no he, shot. It's okay. They're going to get. Pummeled. It's it's okay though to look at it realistically, and I think even the diehard fans yeah. would tell you it's a little bit of a mismatch. But yeah. that's it's okay if you can admit it. Yeah, you know, I mean there are always going to be delusional fans like man, no, 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 yeah, we're in the championship, we got a shot. Yeah, you might have a shot. But I mean, that's like saying you know I can slide into Miley Cyrus's DMs and she's going to respond back to me. I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, it, it's. No. I I could be wrong. That's why we play the games. But uh, doesn't look good on paper. Here's what does look just good. cover, just cover. Yeah, and uh, this is a piece at our website, and you can read more about it. Uh, WCCRadio.com. Uh, the shot clock era has come. To Minnesota boys and girls hoops starting with this season. They've been experimenting. They did it in some tournaments. But now it, it, it's here, and it's here to stay. 
and I think the 35-second shot clock has come for a long time. I, I don't think there's anything worse. Now, way back in the in the day, um, you know, taking the air out of ball, uh, low-scoring games, etc., no one wants to see that. It, it, it's not enjoyable at all, and, and I'm glad it's here. And I, I've called a lot of boys and girls hoops in my life. Yeah, welcome to this the 2000s. Is, yeah, this is a long time coming. Um, Iowa has it, North Dakota, South Dakota, California, D.C., Georgia, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, and Washington. It was approved in 2021. There was a lot of Henry, well, about the expense and, you know, some schools can't afford it. Give me a break. Come on. Get the booster club to raise the money. Let's get this done, and I'm glad it's here. I understand money doesn't grow on trees, or so I've been told. And there is the challenge of getting extra staff. you got someone to do the books, someone to run the clock. you got the PA person. And, and now you need someone to really be in charge of the shot clock and, and get in rhythm and understand and watch the officials and pay attention. I understand all of that. There is additional expense. But I think it's good for the game. I, and let's face it, people go out to these games to watch their kids. Uh, and I, I think in a lot of places here in the cities, and particularly in the small towns, it is a social event. I think it's going to be a much mm-hmm. more pleasing game. Wouldn't you agree, Chris, that yeah, this yeah. is a great move? Yeah, I, I think, you know, number one, to kind of talk about it from a broadcaster's perspective, nobody wants to sit there and watch a team play four corners. Yeah. Like that, I mean, it, it, there's no tangible quality. There, there's no strategy to it. There's nothing. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to excitement. You know, these kids... If you're doing that, Steve, I feel like you're taking away the athleticism from these kids and, and you're not really seeing what they're capable of doing. And that's why they play, right? They, they play because they enjoy it. They play because they get something out of it. And you, you can't sit there and tell me that kids do not want to just go up and down the court. The, you know, tell me that kids don't want that action to you know, pick up a little bit. So th- this is absolutely great. I-, I love it. I do think that it's going to be much more enjoyable for everybody, incredibly more aesthetically pleasing for everybody. I, I don't think there's even a doubt. And I- I'm just wondering why it took so damn long for the state of Minnesota and the MSHSL to get on. Yeah, you know, well, and and I I understand there's the cost for some of these smaller sure schools. It is. I, yeah. I, I get it. it. It's I, definitely an expense yeah, item. There's there's it, no doubt about it. It 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 is. Well, and here here's the thing about the high school league, is a lot of people think it's this top down organization, and you know they 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 rule from on high in their offices in Brooklyn Center, but really it is all about you know the member schools and the various uh, groups, the coaches associations, the athletic directors, et cetera, mm-hmm. they are ultimately the ones that set the policy. You know, they're ultimately the ones that say, yes, it's time for boys volleyball, and that's coming as a high school league sanctioned sport. You know, and when, when you have large groups of people, look how long it took to kick George Santos out of Congress. 
It took a long time. So, you, so you're comparing <laughs> the Minnesota State High School League to Congress. I'm trying to connect the you, dots. You know, here at hey, the end of the show, man. You, you know what it is? It's it's <laughs> it's all about making it local, right? Localize the angle. So, Congress kicking out George Santos is similar to the Minnesota State High School League finally implementing the shot clock. I think I got that. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is. Things take time. Yeah, well, they, they do. And that's, and, and that's compare. Think about and and comparing Sunday liquor sales to high school sports is never you know uh, you, you don't want to talk. You've already made that. You you've already made the connection to Congress, so you pretty but much opened up Pandora's box. Think how long it took. This this is illustrating a point. Yeah, Mister Tubbs. Okay. Think how long it took to allow people to buy bottle of booze, or a 12-pack of beer at the liquor store on Sunday. Now, the law didn't say mm-hmm. you have to be open. There was a lot of hand-wringing, oh, it's going to be tough on the mom and pops, and, you know, so on and so forth. Well, now the law is in effect, and I, I haven't seen a lot of data that it's been a terrible decision no. to allow people to buy a bottle of liquor or a bottle of wine or a case of beer at the liquor store on Sunday. And that took way too long. I I think with this decision, though, you get back to staffing, the equipment, and and getting that in place. So it it took some time, but it's a good move. And I I think people are going to enjoy it. And I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think I've got my first game next week. I've had boys and girls hockey. By the way, I had a terrific hockey game last night at Aldrich Arena. Uh, Eden Prairie, Hill Murray boys, season opener for both, went to overtime. That It was a lot of fun. Okay. That was a lot of fun. E- Eden Prairie played really well. Hill Murray stormed back, uh, scored three in a row, two at the end of regulation to get it to OT, and then the winner in overtime. And I, going back to the tape, uh, I'll admit it again, I did it earlier in the show, I only really blew one of the goal calls. Because I couldn't really read the guy's jersey. Yeah. You know, and once again, I'm going to apologize. I, I still feel bad yeah. about it. Let, 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 me, let me say one thing about the, the state high school league, and, and you're kind of talking about the cost and everything, and, and you know, then I'll, then I'll let it go. I feel like no matter what, at, at its core, the state high school league, it's all about enriching the athletes and doing, you know, doing what's right by the athletes. And I feel... Like this is something that you're yep. doing right by the kids and everything. Else, it like you make decisions that are in the best interest of the, of the kids, of the participants, and then you figure everything else out later. Yeah, for sure. It is all about the experiences. It, it, it's a big part of the educational experience, whether you're involved in sports or drama or, or music or, or debate. Or, or whatever it is, um, yeah, it, it is about the experience, and I think it's going to make it a better experience. 12 minutes down in front of nine. Quick break. We'll come back. Um, I've got a funny story. This is something I look forward to on the first day of every month, and I'll, I'll share that secret in a moment. Every now and then you got to share a secret. One of my guilty pleasures is getting an email from the local Culver's. 
when they send me the December flavor forecast. So on the first of every month, I get this email. So it's kind of a nice break (laughs) if it lands on the weekend. But don't tell anybody, but I opened this email at work from Culver's. And it's a December flavor forecast. And I do it on the first day of every month, and they lay out the flavor of the day for the entire month. And one of the things I do to maybe forget about my troubles at work or just kind of let my mind wander is I peruse the flavors each day. They lay it out for the entire month. And I went down the list and looked for some of my favorite flavors. Tomorrow, for instance, at my local restaurant, Red Raspberry. It's phenomenal. On the 4th, Oreo Cookie Overload. So you get the idea. And then there's some flavors in there that I'm not, like like the ones with the nuts in it, you know, whether they have pecans. And don't get me wrong, I like a good praline pecan, but n- not not particularly with ice cream. I'm, I'm not a big fan of nuts and ice cream like Rocky Road or peanuts or that sort of stuff. You know, I, I prefer ice cream with maybe fruit flavors or chocolate. So I, I go down this list, <laughs> and I almost hate to admit this, but I'm going to. And, and, and Chris Tubbs, don't laugh at me too much. So I, I turn the page. Well, I, can't, flavor, I, can't, I, can't, I can't guarantee now that you're telling yeah, me. The December flavor forecast. So then I, I turn the page, and I get to the middle of the month, and I'm working my way down. Oh, on the 19th, devil, Devil's Food Cake. That sounds kind of good. Um, caramel Fudge Cookie Dough on the 23rd. Man, not bad. That's, that sounds kind of good. I get to the 25th. Flavor of the day hmm? says restaurant closed today. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of flavor is that, and what does that taste like? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's Christmas. Restaurant is closed today. It's not a flavor. It's just they're saying we're not open that day, and we're not going to have a flavor of the day. I felt so dumb. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I well, 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 think about it. I'm going down this list. I'm kind of thinking, yeah. well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know, it's just kind <laughs> of a getaway and an escape. It's this email that I look forward to. And then I get to the 25th, <laughs> not remembering I'm in December. Yeah. Going, what the heck is restaurant closed? <laughs> restaurant oh, closed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bet it probably tastes like loneliness and desperation. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it probably has a lot of nuts in it, too. Oh, hey. Probably made by a bunch of blind squirrels that day, too. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I had to share that story. I, it, it just was one of those where, duh, that's wrestling. See, you did not have to admit that. But you didn't. But you came clean. Well, it's kind of like those State Farm ads that have been running, you know, where people admit things that, and I thought, well, I would admit something that kind of said, you, well, you can, man, you're a dummy. You can go into the weekend with a clean conscience, Steve. Yeah, 
I, I got that off my chest. Hey, Chris, a lot of fun. Thank you. You got it. For all your help. We'll do it big on Monday. Thanks. Yeah, big thanks to all the folks who were a part of the show tonight on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. We have all the news coming up at 9 o'clock. I'll be back tomorrow afternoon at 3. Talk to you then.